So we're here now on the corner of Sunset Boulevard and Clark Street at one of the most infamous venues in the history of rock and roll. Since it opened in 1964, this stage has had everyone from The Doors to Alice Cooper, Iggy Pop to Led Zeppelin, Metallica to Motley Crue to Guns N' Roses and everyone in between. It's so famous it's even inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. If you're in LA, there's no venue that could possibly be more iconic than the Whiskey A Go-Go. With me right now is, of course, George Vanilla of Strawberry Alarm Clock, man. Thank you so much for coming back on, man, and uh, and just chatting with me for a few minutes. I know you got a lot going on. Uh, thanks, Bradley. Thanks for having me. One of the coolest things that I saw, and I interviewed uh, Jeff Penalty. He helped Robbie Krieger with his book. Robbie Krieger is doing a... Sorry, my kids are yelling in the background. So Robbie is <laughs> actually going to be at the Whiskey. Also, there's a line of performers uh, performing as well, correct? Yes. Yeah, we're on the 13th. We're on a Saturday. They called it a celebration for their 60-year anniversary. Yeah, which that's that's pretty cool. So y'all, so y'all on the 13th. I think who else is playing? What did I say? The Chocolate Watch Band is playing as well. Yeah, yeah. The Chocolate Watch Band, the Blues Image, Candy Love Revisited with Johnny Eccles. Yeah, and yeah. And of course, Robbie Krieger. Yeah, which that is so cool. And I I saw you post this. Do you care just talking about that real quick? I saw you post this under one of the comments that the Chocolate Watch Band and, and Strawberry Alarm Clock got their names completely independent of each other. That little thing that you're talking about from Facebook kind of tells the story of how we got our name in a capsulized little form there. Yeah, the, the, and the band was what? called the Sixpence, uh, the Sixpence, and the record company, when it was time to release Incense and Peppermint on... Not on the All-American label, which it was first on, but on Uni Records, which was a division of MCA. It was all of a sudden the real world, and they said there's several bands called The Sixpence or something like it. Yeah. And so they said, you got to get rid of the name, and it, it's just your typical band trying to sound English thing anyway, and so that's over, and, and get a new name. And so first thing that Mark White brought up was that he wanted to use strawberry in the name because of strawberry fields forever. And and so the band sat around trying to figure out what to go with strawberry. And the band used to rehearse in Mark White's parents' guest house and where he, he actually, that's where his bedroom was and everything. And he had a little big Ben alarm clock in there and it made a scratchy sound when it, came around to you know the second hand every time it moved around past a certain area it scratched and nobody noticed it while they were trying to think of things to go with strawberry and then all of a sudden it got quiet and that's all you could hear was those little scratch and so uh, lee and mark looked at each other and went strawberry alarm clock they both said it at yeah. the same time and and that was that was it they, they they called the record company and the record company thought it was genius <laughs> Yeah. But it was just as simple as that. That's how it came about. And and the funny thing was is that 
you know, like in that little blip, I thought that the chocolate watch band was from the East Coast for some reason. I don't know why, but we did do a show with them in 2007 and, and it kind of came up, you know, and but they were unaware of us. We were unaware of them at the very before we all got famous because they were around longer, though. They had their name like in 1965, apparently. Oh, wow, really? And, but they were in San Jose and they they were not on the big picture yet. They weren't, they hadn't, I don't think their album had come out or anything. And so they didn't get well known until 67, which is when the alarm clock was, you know, all of a sudden ascending. And so it was completely unaware of each other, basically. Yeah, that is pretty interesting. And I, and I want to make sure that I get this right for everybody. So I've got, I went ahead and pulled up the graphic. So the Chocolate Watch Band will be on January 11th. And then Strawberry Alarm Clock, you have the January 13th slot, which I believe that is actually a, a Saturday. So that's perfect timing. Yeah. yeah. So that's. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We have, a, we, we have a premier spot. I think we were the first ones asked to do it by the whiskey uh we we play there quite a bit the other guys were in house bands there you know like love <laughs> yeah and the doors yeah we have a good relationship with the current uh management of the whiskey so it's worked in our favor <laughs> yeah. and we usually get saturdays I mean, every time we play we play there every year and and we usually get a saturday and so he goes how about saturday january 13th he just came up with it and he goes it'll be our 60th anniversary and I said, wow. wow! Yeah, of course, that'll be great. Yeah, that's that's pretty awesome, man. So, yeah, chocolate watch band on January eleventh. Can the canned heat uh, blues image on January twelfth. Strawberry alarm clock on January thirteenth, and as you said, love revisit is going to be the January fourteenth, and then Robbie Krieger, uh, guitarist of the Doors, is going to be January sixteenth, and this is to celebrate the sixtieth anniversary of the whiskey. Uh, just you know, talking yeah. about the whiskey a go go, such a historic club, and I know the Doors. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with it or not. They sort of went over this in the movie, but the, you know, the whiskey has the go-go dancers, but the doors would play like the end. And that's such a weird song to, for go-go dancers to dance to. So a lot of times they would just be mesmerized and, and you know, and maybe that's more myth, myth than, than fact, but the, the, the story goes, that they'd be mesmerized and just watch Jim and then perform on stage. But talking about strawberry alarm clock at the whiskey, do you, when was the first time you guys played the whiskey? Well, it wasn't as, the early strawberry alarm clock but for me it was my band right after you know randy seal and i famously or infamously quit the strawberry alarm clock after the third album because yeah. of crooked management and our band was that we went back to actually was our high school band and our high school friends and that was in late 1968 as a matter of fact the alarm clock was actually still finishing the third album and we went back with our buddies and started, you know, putting together a show. And we played at the Whiskey in 68, late 1968 with uh, Chicago. Wow. And, yeah. And 10 years after. Dude, and so, yeah. And the week before that, we had played at the Shrine with Procol Harum and Chicago and Love. But at that point, Love was already splintered and it was arthur lee and it was called arthur lee in love yeah and but it, it was that was the first time that i played at the whiskey and i don't think that the alarm clock or even the sixpence ever played at the whiskey before that but that that is an interesting i've got a, a buddy of mine unfortunately he did he recently had a stroke he's still recovering from it that was about a year ago 
but he's a huge fan of Chicago. I think he knows member. He's really good friends with some of the members in the band. He is a huge fan of Chicago and he turned and I, I, I listen to more psychedelic rock, but I, I venture, which I guess that, that first Chicago album is has a very sort of tinge of psych rock to it. You know, I mean, it, I mean, it's, it's some, it's as much as psychedelic rock as some of the other stuff around that time. But they, you know, Chicago yeah. moved on and did their own little thing. But Chicago seems like an amazing group, and uh, you know, Prockle Harem, he's he's, uh, you know, he he was always one of my favorite to listen to. Of course, Love was another a big group at that time. So the, you know, did you ever go to the whiskey? Besides that, like, did you ever? Because you're you were based in LA, so I didn't know if you ever made a trip up to the uh, whiskey to listen or. We were kind of too young. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, now that I remember you yeah. talking about that, yeah. Yeah, we were like. So by the time we were 18, we were on tour uh, and yeah. and not going to any concerts anymore, hardly. But before that, we used to be able to go to the Hullabaloo. There was a couple of places that we could go to. The Whiskey, I remember going and standing outside trying to hear a band or whatever. There was there was a band called The Collectors, and there, there was a few bands that uh, were of note, like really good musicians and so you know being musicians we were that's what we were into so we we didn't really go into the club except for the hull of the loo we did and saw a band that was actually kind of exciting yeah and we played at the hull of the loo too we we opened for love uh, at the hull of the loo yeah that was fun too we did a few things with them played that's, at the santa monica civic and that's anyway, pretty cool yeah we yeah, had a ball yeah. we I, I don't know. I love hearing stories of different of traveling around. I think the Doors played the Hull of Blue as well. But that is super interesting to hear about. And again, speaking of you know, you talked about being a musician and real musicianship. Uh, seems like the newer artists, like they're like a lot of that has went away. A lot of things, like if you go to a concert now, uh, it's what my, my grandpa used to always call it canned music. He, but it's more uh, production based, I guess. It's more about the act and less about the musicianship. And like, you know, there's not a problem with that, but if you want to see real musicians, you know, and guys who are masters of their craft, you know, put work in and you're in the Los Angeles area for this, such a monumental time. I've talked to a dozen or so people who've went and saw Robbie and went and saw other shows at the whiskey. And every person says if they could do it again, they would, that they would travel to go see these shows. So if you can travel to go see, because I don't think you'll ever see these, you know, especially a lineup like this of these particular groups, uh, some of the biggest psych- psychedelic rock groups of the era, and some of the biggest rock groups of the era in general. You know, yeah. go go see these guys because I hate to say that we're losing a lot of these great, this great talented people. But you know, you talked about Prockle here. I remember he passed away. Is it going on a few years ago now? So yeah, uh, it, it's unfortunate, but it, it's cher- just cherish these moments, guys. And if you can go see them especially see strawberry alarm clock on that Saturday, January 13th and uh, go see Robbie Krieger if you want to on the 16th, because I've, I've heard nothing but good, good things about the shows from the people involved from the, you know, even from the people who go to the shows and the people who pl- help play the shows. It's just such an amazing atmosphere. The whiskey go, go, there's some magic there, man. I don't know. It's hard to explain unless you oh, go. Yeah. yeah it, it, it's a remarkable place to play. It's got a lot of history. Even though, like, we hate the stage, I think everybody does. The stage yeah. is, like, wedged into a corner. And and it's, for us, it's, you know, we have two drummers, two guitar players, keyboard, bass, you know, and it's, and, and one of the drummers has, you know, Randy Seal has his whole setup of vibes and double bass drum and everything. And and so it's, we're crowded on that stage. And so it's kind of a, 
a, a hassle for us. But we're going to have our full-on light show also this time. Wow. We're going to have um, our Midnight Sun light show by Robert Jacobs. And he's he's like a, a part of our family, our our band family. And he's amazing, actually. His light show is stellar. So that'll be happening. People go nuts when they see that light show. Yeah. And he has it. He has it uh, worked out with our songs. Oh, really? And yeah, it's it's great. I mean, he has it's really great. You know, the other cool thing with, you know, we understand that all these other bands are kind of more iconic than we are. They had more hits and whatnot, but we have five guys from our first debut album from Incense and Peppermint. Yeah. Five of five of us that are in the band are from are on that album, and which is nobody else can no, claim that no. one. So, I think even like the Doobie yeah, Brothers, even, even the Doobie Brothers still play, but I don't know. You know, it's like some of these bands yeah. that go out and there's like no original members left, and you're like, what do you? But they still travel the yeah, name. I know. What are you seeing them for? <laughs> yeah, which I think my first concert ever was uh, Leonard Skinner. You know, I, irony here, of course. Uh, I, it, this was probably 20 years ago, man. But I, I don't remember, of course it was after the plane crash. So I don't remember who would have been in the band that I saw was Ed might've still been in there when I saw them. Yeah, Ed was in it yeah. until 95. I mean, he had quit, you know, in 75 or something. Yeah. And then, uh, he came back in 87 when they, they decided to come back and he stayed until he had a, a heart condition that kept him from being able to tour. Oh wow! And, yeah, yeah. So he he played in it from eighty seven to ninety five. Yeah, so I guess I'd have missed if, him because I saw it in there. I would have barely missed it. I think I'd have probably missed it by about five years, unfortunately. But oh yeah. Uh, but I remember. But that is so amazing. You got five people from the original band. You know, uh, that, I mean, I know because yeah. I think of the Doors. All that's left now is Robbie and John. You know, John Densmore, the drummer. So yeah. Um, Unfortunately, every now and then John Densmore goes and sits in with Robbie. As a matter of fact, he might even be doing such a thing as this show. But I haven't talked to Robbie to find out, but that could happen. Yeah, but even if not, I think Robbie does an amazing show. The thing I always find funny about Robbie uh, is every time Robbie, I don't know when he adopted this. It had to be in the 80s sometimes, but he's just kept it going for the past 40 or so years, he wears the, he sometimes he wear like the American flag pants, but he always wears like the parachute looking pants with just different designs on them. I, thought, oh, yeah. I don't know. It's such an interesting yeah. depart departure from what he used to wear. You know, the, the, the corduroy slacks he, he used to wear on stage, you know, in the, in the shirt. And oh just, yeah. Yeah. But now he's, he's got the puffy parachute pants. So again, see those guys, if you can strawberry alarm clock, definitely that Saturday. I mean, you can't get a better primetime spot if you need something to do on a Saturday. In fact, I got a, friend who's but he's out in la trying to make it in the music industry so i may give him the you know drop him a line and say hey if you want to see some awesome musicianship go here you know go check out it so you know so it's pretty cool that y'all are doing that yeah i think you know it like our whole idea is to have fun and play and you know we we do some improvisation so there's like you know it's never the same twice really Although everything's kind of worked out, you know, we know, uh, we know where we have to land. You know what I mean? Yeah. You just got to get um, there. Yeah. But yeah, but we do express ourselves in, in our shows and it, it, it makes it fun. It makes it different every time. Yeah. And you mentioned the lot so, show, uh, anybody who's listening to the podcast, I did an episode with Joshua Watt from the Joshua lot show and, and 
the Fillmore East. And, you know, that was such an iconic thing that, you know, Strawberry Alarm Clock, five original members plus a light show. Oh, man, I mean, I couldn't think of a better thing to, to see. You know, that would be so cool to see that. Yeah, great. It's fun. <laughs> so, and also while I've got you, I wanted to talk about your album you've been working on. Are y'all still doing the GoFundMe? Is, is there, can people still support you through yes. that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, on our website on strawberryalarmclock.com, it has the link to go to our GoFundMe. And yeah, we're, we had to take a little break because one of our guitar players was having some sort of intestinal thing. And, oh man. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and it's gone on for a while, but I, I guess he's, coming out of it because we're going to start rehearsing and so but we had to take a break from finishing our recording because of it and so now we're going to resume that and you know we thank everybody that's already donated it's been really nice uh we've, we've done pretty well in it we just have to finish the project and there's a there's like a couple of songs that we haven't even recorded yet but there's there's probably seven or eight that we have recorded and it's coming along really nice and we just have to get to that final thing and, and, you know, the uh, packaging and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Mastering mixing. And there's, there's still work to do. It's coming along nicely. Yeah. So if you can just go over to strawberryalarmclock.com and you can find more information on that, find information for the GoFundMe. Also, if you want to go to that shop, there's a lot of cool stuff there. Uh, I think there's a, a CD you can buy and some mugs and some cool shirt designs with that, yeah. with an awesome logo on it. The original logo and, and the mugs especially look really cool. That rainbow mug with the uh, strawberry alarm clock logo. And then it says since 1967 underneath it, a really uh, form of really cool looking design. So you can find a lot of stuff there and just go, go, go help them, support them, support them. And uh, man, I just can't wait to hear more strawberry alarm clock music. And if I could get out to LA, man, I so would. Uh, and maybe I, oh man, I don't know. Cause that's, that, I'd have to fly out that there. That would and be awesome. It yeah. would be so cool if I could come out there, but you know, I, well, I will have to let us know. Cause you'd have to be on the guest list. So. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, it would be a million to one odds that I can with, but Hey man, I would love to. And if I, if I will, I'll definitely let you know, but, but Hey George, uh, I'll let you get back to travel, man. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about or plug before you got off? Because, uh, I just want to make sure we get everything I think, in. I think you covered everything pretty much there. You know, the, the CD that's on the website is the last album that we did, which was in 2012, uh, called wake up where you are. Yeah. And that one is pretty cool too. It's, we had Dennis dragon of surf punk, uh, mastering it. And, I remember he mentioned while he was doing it, he goes, wow, musicians that actually play their own instruments and sing. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, yeah, I guess so. Because in 2012, that was really where everything started to be, you know, like people were on stage with tracks, you know, that they had tracks, you know, helping, you know, propping them up while they performed. But, um, which, you know, tracks are fine, you know, but it's not exactly them. You're, you're, it's, yeah, it's not, it's not your style, and it's not my style either. Right. Any, anybody, right. anybody who's fans of old music, like, if I went to go sing Cream or something live, and you know, I want to hear have the experience. Of course, nobody, you know, I think the only one around is Eric, Eric Clapton. But, you know, if I want to go see musicianship, I want to see the musicians play, you know, so... And that's what you'll get if you go to the Whiskey A Go Go and see this. The historic Whiskey A Go Go, uh, amazing venue, amazing music, 
And you guys do it every year. I was looking, I think y'all did it of December in December last year, I believe. So, you know, again, 60th anniversary, if you can make it out, go see it and see some amazing musicians. And, uh, you know, something that I don't think many other people are doing in general nowadays, traveling, traveling musicians who, who just do it, yeah. play their instruments without, I mean, even, even musicians I've went and seen who play instruments who have tracks, you know, I mean, there, there's not much, and, and there's not much genuine musicianship out there, you know, so go see these guys and check them out. If you're, if you're in the area, Yeah, it's pretty fun. but George, man, thank you again for everything. And thank you for the amazing music over the intervening decades. I know I've, I really enjoyed uh, strawberry alarm clock before I even met you. And even, I think maybe around the time I discovered the doors, it might've been on like a time life box set or something like that, that they did. And they had Peter Fonda. I remember they had a commercial with him advertising it. Uh, I don't, that's been dec- oh, yeah. decades ago, but I think strawberry alarm clock was on there and that sort of yeah. was something I remember. Uh, I don't remember if it was my first memory of hearing y'all, but it was running pride, I think a love pride. It was, um, yeah. for muscular dystrophy. Yeah. Yes. I think that was it, man. It's been forever ago, but you know, it's, it's cool stuff though. Great musicians. And thank you again, George, man. I just hope you have a safe trip and I can't wait to hear about the show, uh, in January 13th. Yeah. Well, we'll reconnect. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Either there or after the show. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Thanks, man. I really appreciate it, George.